We're saying no to Chrome. And we're talking about Exodus. Not the book in the Bible. <laughs> it's an Android app. And we're talking about library. Here, in episode number 24 of the self-hosted podcast. You're listening to the self-hosted podcast, where we talk about taking control of your privacy and data without all the technical jargon. We promise not to talk over your head and use common sense language for normal everyday people. Now here's your host, Uncle Bonehead. Ah, back to the self-hosted podcast. I just recorded the season two, episode one of of truck and nuts, and, and and it was just basically an up, update on what where I've been at for like a year, and because I haven't done an episode over there forever, but uh, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to spreading some of the Fediverse with my trucker buddies. Um, I wanted to do this episode last weekend, and I didn't get to. Uh, I, I've and then I was going to do it all throughout the week this week and I couldn't do it because Katie Neon is it's a great great distro but if you can keep it clean and keep it light it runs great but after the last two or three updates I've had it's just like I want to grab the damn thing and hit my computer with a, with a hammer and uh, it, it, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing at KDE Neon, but stop! You're turning it into you're you're turning it into the old KDE, where it's like super heavy and eats all of the RAM and does everything you don't want it to do. So, uh, and then my other the other distro I had installed was was uh, basically stock Ubuntu, but I installed the Ubuntu repos on it. And turned it into Ubuntu. So it was Ubuntu 1804.3. And uh, it, it, it was long in the tooth. You can tell her, you know, it's like two versions behind. So I uh, spent last night repartitioning and moving some uh, stuff around. So I can have a consolidated home partition between the two distros and because I'm using two Ubuntu distros, it's going to work just fine. Um, so I've got this big, huge 800 gigabyte um, section partition for my home for all my files. And then I've got two 200 gigabyte or so um two 100 gigabyte or so partitions for Ubuntu Studio 1910. And I replaced the stock Ubuntu with that, with, with Ubuntu Studio 1910. And dude, let me tell you, it freaking rocks. XFCE is such an awesome desktop. And it, it I mean, it, it still doesn't look, I mean, it looks somewhat more modern than it used to. <clears throat> it doesn't look like Windows 98 anymore. 
It looks actually pretty pretty nice, but uh, it looks really good on a, on a laptop. You know, the smaller screens. If I put it onto a bigger monitor, I'm sure I'd probably be squinting even more than I am. Uh, <laughs> my only problem I'm having with it is I can't get Open Broadcast Studio to start, and it's installed by default. I tried uninstalling and reinstalling and doing the whole thing like that, and it did not work for nothing. So what I ended up doing for the KDE, to replace KDE Neon, um, I installed Lubuntu 19.10, and uh, very pleasantly surpri surprised. I was, I, I originally installed Lubuntu 18.04, the um, stable version, or long support, long-term support. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, dude, it still looks like it did, you know, last time I tried it, which was like, I don't know, five years ago. And it was, you know, it's, it's a good, you know, 1804, if that's what you need is some, something stable, go for it. But it still looks ugly. But, uh, so I installed, tried out, uh, 1910, even though it's, you know, it's only a, Supported for another two months, March or April, I guess. Oh, no, I guess it goes to the July. But the uh, uh, twenty oh four will be out in April, so I've got two months, and and you know it'll be, it'll pop up. But anyways, I digress. Lubuntu nineteen ten <clears throat> does not have LXDE on it; it has LXQT, and. Dude, let me tell you, it is absolutely awesome. It's it's gorgeous. It works great. It's super light. It was I from the time I stuck the thumb drive in and rebooted the computer, I think it was maybe ten minutes tops to install. Just I mean, just lightning fast on the install. I'm installing this on an i5, and let me tell you, both Ubuntu Studio nineteen ten. And Ubuntu 19.10, both of them are running like a rocket ship on an i5 with 8 gigs of RAM. And, dude, I'm I'm telling you, it's it's absolutely awesome. Uh, I'm using the, what is the name of this? For the email, I'm not using Thunderbird. I'm using Trojita. T-R-O-J-I-T-A. And it's awesome. It's it's a QT email client, desktop client, and dude, it just it's like that. I mean, just boom, it it loads super fast, dude. It's it's just awesome. I'm I'm in love with it. Uh, I I'm keeping it clean, and I'm not gonna bog it all down with a whole bunch of shit that I don't need and don't use. But if I can just get around that open broadcast studio. It's awesome. I did find a, another app that I'm probably not going to put in the show notes, but it's called Webcamoid. Webcamoid. W-E-B-C-A-M-O-I-D. And it's supposed to be able to record something with it. And uh, I tried a recording and it didn't work. So I don't know if I didn't save it right or what. Um, I'm going to stick it on Ubuntu. 
because I'm using Ubuntu Studio right now. But I'm going to stick, flip over to Lubuntu and see if I can get it to record something. But the webcam that it, you know, you, you, you could use cheese, but it doesn't, it's not that crisp, clear picture, you know, but this is a really clear, crisp picture. And uh, I just got to figure out what's going on with the, with the Open Broadcast Studio. Because, yeah. Anyways, let's let's get into the somewhat main topic. I was going to go through some news, but I'm not doing any news today. Because I just don't feel like it. So, anyways, just say no to Chrome. It's a website, no to Chrome.org. And they tell you, you know, let me just go ahead and fire it up here. Way to have this all set up and ready to roll, Bonehead. Okay. Come on, Firefox. You can do it. There you go. No to Chrome.org is all about how Google wants to automate us and how to get away from it. Use a different browser, how to uninstall Chrome, tell everybody. Um, it's It's got a whole bunch of stuff on it. And it's even got the other bear traps that Google uses. Uh, links to switching.software, Small Tech Foundation, by the internet from Framasoft. And the next thing I'm going to talk about, Exodus Privacy Project. It analyzes apps on your, on your Android phone. And this just absolutely blew my mind. It's on F-Droid and Google Play. And I, I installed it from F-Droid, I, obviously but uh, what surprised the crap out of me i ran the brand the app and i've got i've got probably 30 apps installed and surprisingly when you I've, i'm going to post all of the results will be in the show notes um surprisingly the individual google apps from google don't have but maybe one or two trackers which surprises me but when you add them all up together <laughs> that's a lot of shit that they're tracking um like like uh see google docs requires where did it go one one tracker but it requires 29 permissions and cloud print where did I just see that? Oh. Cloud print requires one one tracker, but 11 permissions. And, and it just, it surprised me. The Anchor app, which I use a lot, 13 trackers and 28 permissions. Um, AccuWeather. You would think all they need to track is your GPS data. Right? You know, because they want to give you your local weather. No. 13 trackers and 23 permissions. Uh, Gmail's only got one tracker. But that's all they need. And how many permissions? 45 permissions in your Gmail. Um, 
Google Play services, you would think, would be the greatest. Only three trackers, but 218 permissions. Loves Connect for truck stops. No trackers, 12 permissions. Pilot Flying J, no trackers, 18 permissions. And then there's Trucker Path. Trucker Path, quite possibly the number one trucking app on Google Play. You ready for this? 32 trackers and 20 permissions. 32 trackers in a app for trucking. What do you need? GPS data. What else do you need? Not a fucking thing. Um, let's see. Uh, iHeartRadio. One that I use daily. 23 trackers and 24 permissions. Basically a tracker for each permission. <laughs> McAfee security app. McAfee, okay? For security. 12 trackers and 74 permissions. Seriously. Surprisingly, Netflix only requires two trackers and 17 permissions. So, you know, it's just some of these things just floored me. I mean, just wow. But when I saw Tracker Path, 32 trackers and 20 permissions, that's, that's just wrong. And I, I just said it on Trucking Nuts Season 2, Episode 1. You guys need to uninstall it immediately and install it by a by a eighty dollar CB radio. You'll get better, more up to date information from that CB radio than you will Trucker Path app. Is it's just it's not worth it. So there you have that. Yeah, skip the news. We're already fifteen minutes in, and uh, we're gonna move into the second main topic here we're going to talk about library So you, you guys know, you're listening to the Self-Hosted Podcast, right? And I've mentioned YouTube alternatives that you can self-host out there. Like, for instance, BeerTube. I've got a BeerTube.social channel. You can follow Uncle Bonehead at BeerTube.social all across the Fediverse. But, there's also a plethora of other YouTube alternatives out there. There is BitChute, BitTube, DTube, BitTorrent Tube, I think, BitTube. Uh, DLive is kind of a 
YouTube alternative. But the problem is they're all closed source and centralized, uh, meaning you can't self-host them yourself. Uh, if they go dead, the company folds up and the site closes, you're you're done. You you don't have any control over that. You can't take your you can't take your viewers with you, your subscribers. Um, it, it's just it's there's all kinds of you know all kinds of things a problem. Um, there's you know I mentioned PeerTube already. It's open source and it's self-hostable. But there's two major problems with it. It's intended to be self-hosted on your own server, of course. But realistically, that's not an option for most people. Just the amount of storage alone can be astronomical for the average person. Even if you produce very little content, such as I do, the other problem is there's no revenue with PeerTube. You know, nobody's going to because everybody's saying, well, why should I go over there? And, and if, no, if for one, there's nobody there to watch, and two... They're not going to pay me to create content. Um, it's totally understandable. I get it. But um, it, yeah, you can join up on somebody others, somebody else's instance. And but then you have to abide by their rules. Um, as far as I know, I know for sure PeerTube.social does not allow you to have any commercial type stuff. Uh, they don't want you to be on there promoting products. Um, they don't want you to, you can have sponsors, but I don't think you can, you can do like product reviews and shit like that for, you know, paid reviews or anything like that. Um, but as far as I understand it, that might actually be in PeerTube's GPL license. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know. I don't, I didn't read the, I didn't read the end user license agreement because who the hell reads end user license agreements? Um, um, I, but there's this thing called library, L-B-R-Y, library. It's at library.com and there's also library.tv, L-B-R-Y. And it's still pronounced library. Um, you'll hear people call it Libri. That's it's not it's not library. It's library, library, and it says so right on their front page. Library, pronounced library. Um, um, it, it's it's self-hosted. I've never talked about it on the self-hosted podcast. We're twenty-four episodes in, and I've never talked about library. Um, so I I went to go check it out because I did try it couple three years ago back before i even knew what self-hosting was and decentralization and the fediverse and before i even knew all that i tried library um i tried it on ubuntu i think it was probably 1604 because it was back when unity was still around and uh it was interesting and it was it had its problems it was kind of uh uh, janky. <laughs> it, it, uh, just so that you know, as a side note real quick, before I get too far into this, 
I did run the Exodus app on it, and it does have one tracker in it, and it's Google Firebase Analytics, and it does require 12 permissions. We're going to go over that in a minute. They do have a phone app. Uh, it, it's back to my history with, li with library. Um, it, it, it was cool, but the problem was you had to keep your computer online because it works like BitTorrent. Um, you had to keep your computer online so that, and then you had to get other people to watch your videos because once somebody watches your video, it kind of, it kind of downloads a copy of it on their computer. And then whoever the third person is watching your video is now getting it from two different sources. So it's a little faster. So the more people that were out there, the faster the, the network would get and the faster the videos would, would load. Um, and I don't think it worked. Uh, I, I, I had it installed for like two days and I had to leave to go on the road and I closed my computer and all of a sudden my channel wasn't, wasn't around. Um, my videos were, weren't there. So it's kind of like IPFS and, uh, it, it, it wasn't cool. But now they've got uh, library.tv, lbry.tv. And what that is, is basically it's a web version of the app. And if you go to the website, that's exactly what the app looks like when you install it on your computer. Um, it, it It's very cool. And uh, what they're basically doing is now when you... When you upload a video, quote unquote upload, you're it's still on your computer, but lib it's also mirrored on library.tv. So right off the bat you're getting you know, getting it from two two different places. You gotta leave your computer up for a while when you post something, something new, so that it all gets, you know, mixed up with everybody else's. And then it spreads it out and makes it go faster. Anyways, I digress. It, it it's working really good now. Um, about a year ago, still before I got into the self-hosting crap and and the uh, decentralization and the mind game that it was for me to understand it. Back before then, I heard that they had up, done some upgrading and updating, and they brought about. Uh, a way to sync your YouTube channel with it so that you could basically use it to back up your YouTube channel. So I signed up and once you do that, you just post your stuff to YouTube. So you're still concentrating on getting viewers on YouTube, but you're also getting stuff over on library because it would automatically mirror it over to library, which is great. And it's a really cool idea to get you know, a bunch of YouTubers come over to the library and check it out, try it out. But you're still not getting people on your app. Because <laughs> people are just saying, like, oh, look, YouTube's, they're, they're big YouTubers going, oh, hey, look, library's going to, you know, back up my shit for me for free. And that's what they're doing. But anyways, uh, library is funded through a... Uh, cryptocurrency called LBC. 
like D-Live's got one. I can't remember what the name of the coin is that they use. But LVC is actually traded on most most uh, crypto exchanges like Bitcoin is. So it's a much more realistic thing than what D-Live's got. And so, so basically when you upload a video to library, you have to pay a small transaction through LBC, which you can get free LBC when you sign up through doing a uh, rewards claims. Like, you know, you go watch a video, you get so many LBCs. You, you follow so many uh, channels and you get LBCs. You verify your email, you get LBC. That, that kind of thing. But anyways, a fraction of this LBC is all it costs to... Basically, what you're paying it for is for um, the URL on library.tv. And uh, which totally fine, totally cool. So technically, actually costs you no money to to you know start putting videos up, and uh, it, it's very cool. But I, I never never covered it because I thought it was kind of I don't know, out there. I wasn't sure. Uh, I've heard some things about their privacy issues. I've read through. I know a couple of people have emailed me and talked to me about it on the on uh, the Fediverse, and they've got concerns with their privacy and the fact that they use they they they're right up front. They do say right on their website that they use uh, Google AdWords to fund the website, but that's as far as it goes. Um, the app has got Google Firebase Analytics in it, and I'm thinking they're using that just to, you know, keep an eye on how many installs they are and uh, to sync your account between your phone and your desktop or laptop, whatever, just so that, you know, they can have something to sync it up with. Um, that's the only thing I can figure out or read about that I can tell. Um, you can opt out of all that Google stuff if you want. Uh, there's clear instructions on how to do that. Uh, it, it's just... I don't know. It, it's just... There were some people that, like I said, they, they're concerned with the privacy. I've read through everything I can find about it. I've asked in their Discord channel. And, and I... I honestly don't, I'm not seeing anything wrong with it. Um, there is, an, I will warn you, um, there is a mature uh, content on there, as in porn. Um, things that you wouldn't want other people to see you watching. So it's supposed to be tagged mature, and you can, you know, toggle the switch on and off on the app as to whether to to show that um, in the search results. And it it does work, but if somebody uploads something and they don't tag it as being mature, it's going to show up. And they do, do encourage people to report other people that do that 
Um, they're fighting a lot of reward abuse where people are just throwing up any kind of crap they can to to uh, get some people to watch and earn some LBC. There, there's a way to, uh, I guess, mine the LBC by throwing a bunch of random videos up. There is a lot of, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm using, wanting to say, um, a lot of scammers, I guess, spammers, a lot of stupid content that you find on YouTube is now on library, sadly. Um, there's more than just, you know, dumb cat videos. There's some really stupid shit on there, and... <laughs> Uh, there's like, I've, I've seen some videos on there that are like, really? I just watched some guy order supper at McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, why are you posting that? And that's just because they're wanting to mine some, mine some LBC. You know, they, it's cryptocurrency. Being that it is cryptocurrency funded like BitChute and uh, BitTube, there's a lot of cryptocurrency people on there and uh just as a side note you guys should follow scott the truck driver he is freaking hilarious and he does a lot of different kinds of videos um and he, he don't watch him in front of the kids because he's yeah he's a truck driver and that's the way we talk but uh yeah just Okay, just let me say, after I've spent a week on it, um, it works, and it works good. Uh, when you read the Google reviews on the app, the app's only available from the Google Play Store. It's not available on F-Droid, and I think that's because it does contain the tracker. But uh, the source for both the desktop app and the phone app is available on GitHub. So you can go check it out if you want. It is open source. Um, yeah, it's when you look at the reviews on the app on Google play store, it goes through and says, this thing's crap. Doesn't work. This is a piece of shit. Spent 20 minutes buffering on a video, blah, 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 blah. Take into consideration what your connection is. Um, if you're on shitty Wi-Fi, yeah, you're going to have shitty experience. If you're on shitty 4G or 3G, yeah, you're going to have a shitty experience. I was on 4G all last week, and I think the longest I buffered on any video was maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And I was watching it during peak traffic times, like, you know, 5 in the afternoon, noon early morning you know seven eight o'clock you know the morning drive those are peak peak times for your for your phone stuff and i honestly did not have a problem at all with any watching any kind of video um it, it so i'm I, I threw some stuff up 
Yes, I've got a channel on there. It's at Bonehead Media. Um, the old channel is still up there from Uncle Bonehead from the YouTube. You can follow it if you want. I think the last video I posted on that channel was about the uh, the uh, like and subscribe, or not like and subscribe, but the support video. Um, yeah, I'm not going to post ever again to YouTube. So don't follow that channel. Follow at Bonehead Media. That's where I'm... Right now, I just basically stuck some of the videos that I've got on on uh, uh, PeerTube up there to uh, library. Um, all of my future stuff is going to go on library. If I record something and stream, stream live on DLive, um, that'll get put into library um peertube i would post more to peertube but peertube's got peertube.social has a problem or well they don't have a problem the problem is that they have a 500 megabyte a day upload limit some of my videos that i want to upload are like one and two gigs obviously that's not going to go up to peertube I can put them on library and not have to worry about an upload limit. If I had my own PeerTube instance, I could upload up, you know, I can crank that upload limit as high as I want. But I don't have my own server and I have my own VPS and I don't know when I'm going to get one. So for now, library is going to be it. It's it's truly self-hosted. I mean, you can't get any more self-hosted by having it on your own computer than that i mean there's and there's it's you can't get any more decentralized than that because everybody's got it on their computer so yeah it's i mean come on <laughs> i i've okay anyways another bonus about library is that i you know i've already went over i can give and receive the lbc i've already i'm i've, I've got oh come on It says here I've got 47.8 LBCs already. And uh, I've got 12 more rewards that I can get. So if I can get, you know, people to start donating to me, I can keep going. There are some people on, on library that's got like a million LBCs. I don't know how much money that actually translates into because, you know, it's cryptocurrency. It goes up and down every day. But that's, that is my, my thing. I've got two followers. I don't know who they are because it doesn't tell you who your followers are. So that's very cool. Um, you can do comments. You can, you know, you can comment on it, on people's channels and people's videos, but you can't do it in the app, in the phone app yet. That's slowly but surely coming. And that's pretty much all I can think of right now. Um, yeah. Oh, Funk Whale's... Oh, Funk Whale. Oh, I, I, I should have thrown this in the news section. But, oh, wait. <laughs> the news is Funk Whale 
the test channel that they've got going on on Open Dot Audio. Yeah, I think it's an Open Dot Audio. Anyway, it's a test channel for the podcasting thing. I've already shared it before. I've shared it all over social media, but the RSS thing is is working. You can now subscribe to this test channel through like AntennaPod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you you name it. It's you can subscribe to it, and it's exciting as hell. Acast, you can subscribe to it. Cheap Otter, whatever you want. The RSS feeds were one step closer to having podcasting on Funkwheel and the Fediverse natively. That's going to be freaking cool. But anyway, I digress. This is the end of the show. Uh, y'all be good. Be safe. Go check out library.tv slash at Uncle Bonehead. Um, I think that's the URL. The link's in the show notes and it's on all over boneheadmedia.com. Um, see, that's the problem with libraries because it's decentralized and cryptocurrency and all that and blockchain. You get this really weird-ass URL. So it's like Bonehead Media or it'd be, it's like at Bonehead Media. T59, 1482, 93, 6014, 18, 18, 92, 43, little y, x, y, w, you know, it's one of those blockchain things. But uh, it, it's freaking cool. Just just go check it out. Library.com, lbry.com, and lbry.tv if you just want to watch videos. You can, you don't have to have the phone, the phone app and the desktop app don't have to have an account with them to watch videos or post videos or comment on videos. You can do it anonymously. You don't have to sign into anything if you don't want to. You just don't get take part in the LBC rewards and the cryptocurrency. But you can put up videos anonymously all day long if you want to. And... That's just freaking cheap. And you can comment all day long, anonymously, if you want to. So, there you have it. Always be good. Always be safe. Never, ever stick your password where you wouldn't stick your face. You can follow the Bonehead across the entire Fediverse using Activity Pubs. Just search for Uncle Bonehead at Mastodon.social. For the show notes and links to the topics in this episode, please visit boneheadmedia.com. This podcast can be found on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever free podcasts are sold. If you like this show, you can support Uncle Bonehead at coffee.com slash boneheadmedia or liberapay.com slash unclebonehead slash donate. Music is generously provided by Unfa. Support him at patreon.com slash Unfa. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. I am Casey and I approve this message. Thank you for listening to the self-hosted podcast. See you all on the next episode.